Hello, hello, welcome back to the Dead Dance Society. Welcome along to the Dead Dance Society if this is your first time. This is the therapy group in the form of a podcast. My name is Mitch Garling, I am your host. This is episode 34, thanks for, uh, thanks for swinging past, guys. Episode 33, last week with Tana Zancanaro, was a belter. I love Tana, man, she's so funny. We really got some... We really got some good stories. We got some deep stories, and I'm glad I had her on. People seem to like it. People seem to like it. So I'm uh, I'm loving life. Thanks to Tanner for coming on. Maybe I'll have to get her husband Luke to come on one time. Create, create what? Complete the duo, the Zancanaro duo. This is episode 34. It's a solo episode for you. Slam it down fast solo episode. What's been going on with me, guys? Not a great deal. I am back at work. It's it's good fun. Back at work. Don't mind it. Getting out of the house. Whatever. It's good fun. Got out of the house today. I actually had to go and assist my mum. I got some sad news. Is that my mum, her... Looks like her, her breast cancer might have resurfaced, re shown its ugly head so I had to take my mum to do some tests this morning and uh, yeah hopefully fingers crossed that'll be all good it's so funny when you find out things like how I found out that I you know the potential that my mum could be sick again and the first thing I thought about was a couple of weeks ago where I was doing an episode of the podcast and I was just telling you guys silly things she'd done yeah I felt really bad about that felt really bad. I was like, man, that's, that's your mum, you, you rude guy. But honestly, guys, you should have seen her today. No, <laughs> she was, she was in fine form again today, but um, I won't do it, guys. I will not slander. I did not come to slander. It was good hanging out with her. I, uh, I got to hang out with her today um, without my daughter. Normally, when I do visit, if I go to see her or provide care, I take my daughter with me just because... But today, it was just me and her, and it was quite nice to just hang out. It was good. She, uh, she likes to drop bits of truth on me every now and then. And uh, like one of them was, essentially, uh, I was telling her that my daughter is doing this thing at the moment where whenever we say it's bedtime, she will say, but I'm hungry. Which is, you know, obviously, she's had a full meal. She's had... A Vegemite sandwich, she's had some peas, she's had an orange, she's had a banana. She's getting all that she needs. But when it comes time for bed, but I'm hungry. I said, yeah, it was so funny. It's just like this, she's at this stage where she realizes that if she asks for things or she wants to delay going to bed, she knows how to do it. And my mum was like, yeah, you used to do the same sort of thing. You'd be like, oh, I'm hungry. Or... Uh, my mum was like, she said that as you got a little bit older, if we were watching TV, you'd suddenly just be so ex- like so into whatever we were watching. And I was like, yeah, that's that's like a classic, that's a classic thing. It's like, shut up, mum. I'm, I'm just really interested in what's going on on Media Watch, just so you can stay up a little bit later. But mum was like, yeah, we knew all your tricks. I always knew all your tricks, like going to watch movies at Tim's house. I was like, oh yeah, what was that? 
she's like, that was just code for you going drinking with your friends. And I was like, yep, you've got me. You've absolutely got me there. She's like, yeah, you used to go to Tim's house a lot. And I was like, yeah, we did. There was a lot of, a lot of movies. A lot of movies had to be watched at Tim's house. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, you know, like I've said before, he had, the, he had the best surround sound, so we got to go there, obviously. But yeah, I was thinking about how I never really got caught out in terms of drinking at a young age. Like, my parents had to come and help me when I was a little bit older. Um, I can tell that story later, but I was remembering this story about a friend of mine, and I'll, I'll explain the entire thing in detail, but essentially, we had to basically carry him home, right? Um, we're all hanging out in the afternoon, and this friend of mine, uh, his name is Luke. Let's his, say his name's Luke, mainly because it is. And Luke's hanging out with us for the first time. There's a few of us there, not to say that we're seasoned veterans of the drinking game, but look, I did have facial hair pretty young, and I wasn't afraid to go and just buy drinks. The key is you just got to make conversation about something that's happening in the world. Like if I was, you know, if I was underage right now and I went into my local bottle shop, I'd be like, yeah, g'day, mate. Just that six pack. Thanks. And oh, what's going on in Afghanistan? You know, isn't that, isn't that crazy? They've bloody withdrawn. That's nuts, isn't it? And just get that guy on a tangent, distract him. But the shop near my house the little bottle shop there had a little TV in the corner. And every Friday night, the guy would be watching Friday night footy. So you had an in immediately. You come in. Hey, brother. What's the score? And you'd be like, oh, the Eels. The Eels are up 18-12. 20 to go. You'd be like, poor, touch and go. Touch and go. You go over to the fridge. You make your selection. Maybe you go into the cool room. I don't know, whatever you want to buy. You pick it up, you come back over. And as you approach, don't even give him the opportunity to talk to you. You say, where are we at now? How long left now? What's the score? Eel's still up. And depending on how long you've been at the cool room or the fridge, he might be like, yeah, still still up. Or he might be like, no, nah, they're, they're losing now. And you'd be like, oh, classic Eel's which shows that you are older than what he might think because you know all about the Eels. You've got all this knowledge about rugby league. Whoa, classic Eels. And he won't question you. And then on the off chance that he does question you, which he will do eventually, you just say, ah, left me wallet in the car one second. And then you just never come back. It's foolproof. But, uh... We were seasoned veterans of the drinking game, my, my mates and I, and this one friend of ours decided to join us. And, uh, you know, he claimed, he claimed that he was, you know, uh, pri uh, not privy. He claimed that he was exposed to a drinking culture. He said that he used to drink with his other friends. Sounds like, you know, that classic, my girlfriend goes to another school. But whatever, man, you've got other friends, they drink, that's cool. And he said, yeah, I reckon I could probably drink 12 Woodstocks. We're like, what do, you, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I could probably drink 12 pretty easily. So him and another one of the guys, they split a case of Woodstocks. And there's maybe a group of five, six of us. We walk from my house 
across a couple of suburbs to a party via Tim's house. Got to pick up Tim, obviously. You know, you got the bag, you got the bag, the backpack full of stuff. It's rattling around. It's got, you know, 440 mil cans of Woodstock, plenty of them, a plethora. And you're just walking along drinking, having a great time. And, uh, you know, he's, he's smashing him and he's very confident. Just remember, he's got friends. He's got this other group of friends that he drinks with. So show him some respect. But he nails these drinks. You're absolutely smashing them. You guys are walking. You go to an oval. You have a few more drinks. You're smashing them, smashing them. And then you get to the party. It's the party of a younger girl, a girl a year younger than you at school. But everyone's there. Everyone's having a hell of a time. It's a great time. Everyone's loaded. People are kissing. People are playing tackle football. People are showing off. Anyway, he's showing off. He's smashing these drinks. And we're all like, wow. He's really giving it a red hot go. He's, he's really getting through them. And uh, I think he's probably maybe eight or nine down at this point. And then he goes outside. Outside of the party. And outside of the party is a bus stop. There's a bus stop right outside the house. And he sits down at the bus stop. And to say that he... To say that he returned the entire nine cans of Woodstock that he had previously drunk to the ground would be accurate. He vomited. I've never seen a vomit like it. I've never seen an amount of vomit. I've never seen a consistency of vomit. I've never seen a colour of vomit. It was almost something to behold, almost something to respect. It was that good. The most that I'd ever seen. Now this went on for quite some time. He was there for a really, really long time. Vomiting, hating life. We're at the dry uh, reaching, dry reaching, dry retching, whatever it is. We're at that stage of the vomit. There's nothing left inside. And we make the call. We're going to have to take him home. So we chuck him over our, over our shoulders, a couple of us. And we start walking him home. It's not too far to where, he's, where he lives. Walking him along. You know, we're doing the spaceman with him. Ha ha ha. Like, he's having a great time. And uh, we get up to the house and we're like, what are we going to do? We can't just, should we just leave him here? He's vomiting so much. Like, what if he, what if he chokes on his own vomit? Like, you hear about that. That's actually, now that that's actually how one of my cousins died. I forgot that until just then. But it happens. So we're like, well, we can't just leave him here. But also, I don't know. I've had, I've had a fair share of Woodstocks myself. And I'm not the most athletic bloke, let alone when you put a few fizzy boys inside. I don't feel like doing a knock and run tonight. So what you do is you take him up, we knock at the door, we'll tell his father what happened and then we'll leave. So we go up, we carry him up, we knock at the door. His father opens the door. Jesus Christ! What's going on? What's You're like? Oh, good evening, sir. Um, oh, he's actually just had a bit too much to drink. Um, you know, we thought we'd better bring him home, do the respectable thing. And my mate's dad turns around and he goes, Ah, oh, 
he wasn't at that fucking Mitch's house again, was he? And I said, I am Mitch. And he went, oh, g'day, mate, how are you? Nice to meet you, I'm Luke's dad, how are you? Good to, good to meet you, mate. Hey, well, how are you? Well, thanks for bringing him home, you're a bloody top unit. Bloody a good guy, yeah, 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 yeah. So he takes him inside. And as I'm walking away, or as my mates and I are walking away, the door closes. And as we're going down the stairs, we just hear this, Get those fucking clothes off right now! And then we went back to the party. And, uh, you know, we actually had three extra drinks going around. Um, you know, he didn't get to 12. He maybe had nine. There's three extra drinks going around for us. So we, you know, we split them, a bit of a finder's fee. But, uh, yeah, we never saw him, no. <laughs> and then he died. We never saw him, no. Uh, we don't actually know what happened to him uh, that night. Um, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't particularly privy with the info. But also, I don't know if he even remembered but <laughs> so that was the time when we had to take my paralytic mate home. He loved it. He loved it. I, uh, I put up a status on Facebook the other day uh, calling, out, calling out for info about how when I was younger, I had an 18th birthday party. And at my 18th birthday party, my PlayStation 2 got stolen. Um, so essentially, you know, you're having your 18th birthday party, you're loving life, you're having a great time. And, you know, the drinks are flowing, the music's pumping, and my PS2 got stolen. It had Grand Theft Auto in there. But we're going to do some, we're going to do some deep diving on the PS2 theft. We are going to find out who did it, and I, I promise you that, guys, I promise you that. Man, I'm trying to find things to do with my daughter. It's, uh, there's only so many rocks that you can throw in creeks. But now I am loving the lockdown, getting to spend time with her, but it's just hard finding things to do. Like, she is, she's obsessed with, like, sirens, like, uh, emergency vehicles. Um, you know, the other day, we're driving in the car, and an ambulance goes past, and, uh, you know, sirens going ballistic. And I said to her, I said, Lily, what was that? She says, ambulance. I said, what do they do? She said, help people. I said, where do they take them? Thinking she's going to say hospital. And she goes, heaven. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong, guys. That is pretty spot on, actually. Um, and... I don't know. She's just loving seeing them at the moment. So much so that, I don't know, I'm considering, and this is a pretty, you know, pretty out there, and I use that loosely, pretty out there statement. But I, I'm almost considering making some phone calls myself to Triple O. Do you know what I mean? Like, just making some calls and being like, oh, the neighbor's house is on fire. And then, when the fire brigade comes, I'll be like, ah, oh, oh no, it must have been, I don't know, I must have saw it at the wrong angle. Maybe it was a reflection that looked like a fire. Um, but I, just so I can get more people to come to my, like just so I can get more emergency vehicles for my daughter. Like imagine it. Like, yeah, sure, there's probably, for the ambulance, there's an ambulance call out fee. I'm sure there's other fees. But I don't know, at this point, 
I, feel, I think it's, it's worth paying at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've gone through so many Frozen sticker books, so many Wiggle sticker books. We've got Space Jam cards. We've got everything under the sun. We've got so many Happy Meal toys. And this kid is just wants to throw rocks in the creek. So if I can find something else that she genuinely likes, and that happens to be the emergency vehicles of New South Wales, then so be it. Then that's the way it will be. I will pay that. And I feel like if any of the ambulances, uh, ambulance men, ambulance women, firemen, firewomen, if any of the emergency services were parents, they would just be like, yeah, I get it. Lockdown. There's not a lot. It's not like I'm, t- I'm not taking stuff away from the hospital. Maybe I won't call an ambulance. But I'll call a fire. There's not many fires at the moment, is there? And there's not as many cars on the road. So there's not as many accidents for them to attend. All right, I'm going to call Triple O. I'm going to call in some fake fires. Maybe I'll go to the payphones. They are free now. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll do. Good luck tracking me from a payphone. I would just like to clarify that I'm not going to do this, but also pretty good idea. Pretty good idea to do a little prank on the phone. Um, actually, I got, a phone, I got a phone call the other day and this has been such a slow burn. Okay, so to set it up, I get a phone call just from this company. I won't say the name of the company, but they call me and they go, hello, Mr. Garling. We were just wondering if you were looking for work at the moment. And I was like, no, not particularly. And they're like, are you still a registered doctor? And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, you are a registered doctor. And I was like, I'm not a registered doctor. They're like, so you're not in a position? I was like, well, I'm not in a position. I don't have the qualification to be in the position. Were you calling to give me a job as a doctor? They're like, yeah, we were going to offer you a job just seeing if you needed work. And when I probed it, they said, oh, your name and number was put down at a fundraiser at a ball a few years ago for doctors and nurses. Now, I was at this ball. I hosted it. It was a white ribbon fundraiser. I hosted it. So I was there. I posted a story about it saying, like, I can't believe I got this call. And then another one of my friends goes, hey, that's really weird. I got a call like that, too. But this time they were saying, do you need work as an obstetrician? And the more I think about it, I'm like, I'm talking to my friend and I was like, dude, someone's playing a prank here. I've been put down as a doctor. My real number, my real email, Dr. Mitchell Garling. My mate's been put down as an obstetrician. And it starts to become very clear that we've been the victim of a prank. A slow burn prank, or potentially a prank that would never have had any kind of resolution. So I start thinking back, like, who else was at this ball? Who else was at the fundraiser? I've got a couple of mates, and then there's immediately just one friend that I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He was there. That bloody prankster. So when we asked him, he was like, ha yeah. I do remember something like that. He put down a bunch of people's names on a register for a company working at this fundraiser for doctors and nurses. And then several years later, 
they call and offer us work. And everyone has a good laugh. What a treat. How far, like, what a slow burn, long burn prank that I respect. That I respect him greatly. Yeah, respect. I, respect. I tell you, I think, I think that Gladys genuinely needs more respect. This could be a controversial opinion, but yes, they messed up the lockdown. Yes, maybe they've messed up the vaccine rollout. But you know what? The respect or the the balls that it takes to get up and do a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Press conference like that every day when things are only getting worse. Yes, they're getting worse because maybe your government didn't make the right decisions, but to publicly front that every day, I think that that is something that deserves more respect. Like imagine going to your job and because of something that you did, let's say a couple of months ago, you did something and then every day, okay, here, here we go. Here's an example. You mess up at your job and then every day there's a, like a huddle or a meeting where everyone gets together and they discuss what's going to happen that day. Imagine if after you spoke, the entire office was like, what a fucking idiot. Remember when they did that? I can't trust them. But on a grand scale, obviously. I don't know. I think Gladys deserves a little bit more respect. And whatever her friend's name is, the other one, the other lady that is mainly at the things as well. Give her some respect too while you're at it. Do I remember her name? No. Is that more disrespectful than what you guys are doing? Probably. Sorry to say you guys. I don't think you specifically did it. But overall, as a whole, eh, the lockdowns have gotten tougher again. Probably the ones that we should have had originally, but whatever. The fines are through the roof. I don't understand the fines. I don't, I don't get why, like I was reading a thing the other day that said, and like I was talking to a friend about it, said that the police is just in one day in one, uh, maybe one day, one area. There were 300 people with no masks. 270 people took masks from the policemen and then 30 were issued with infringement notices. So my biggest takeaway from that is that is that is 30 people that rather than... That's 30 people that got fined $1,000, sure. But that's 30 people that refused to just take a mask from a policeman when they had a mask there. Just take the mask, put it on, and if you feel ever so strongly about it, when the policeman is gone, throw it away. But in that moment... Help yourself. You don't need to be... You don't need to win. You don't need to be this victor. Just take the mask and save yourself $1,000. Saving myself $1,000 is more important to me than looking like some hero. Just take the mask, put it on, and if, you, if you're that way inclined, throw it away. 
that just shows how much money some people have. Like that they can just be like, what? $1,000 to put this mask on? No, I'm not going to do that. Put the mask on. Regardless of the cops standing there or not, put the mask on. Of course, come on. Everyone's walking around with masks on. I'm working with a mask on. It's the worst, but just do it. I don't know. I think people have too much money. It's like that guy that went to Byron Bay and was just getting fined through the ass for not using QR codes, for going out of his LGA, all that stuff. How much money do you have, bro? That's crazy. In 2016, I got an $89 fine for parking over a pedestrian crossing. I think about that like once a week still. It wasn't over the crossing. Maybe my bumper was in the general area of the crossing. But that's not over the crossing. But I think about that like once a week. I'll be like $89. What I could have done with $89. Or like I saw a thing the other day. JB Hi-Fi. FIFA 22 coming out soon. Can't wait. $79 or $89 on release, whatever it was, I forget. My brain doesn't go, wow, what a good deal. My brain goes, if you didn't get that fine in 2016, you'd have an extra $89, wouldn't you? Could put that towards your FIFA fund. Instead, you're parked across a pedestrian crossing like a fucking idiot. And now you have no money. The craziness to just be like, so against the rules when it's going to cost you money it blows my mind it genuinely blows my mind yeah also sorry i would like to point out that it would appear that my neighbor has just started doing some sort of work so if every now and then you hear a noise i apologize he's obviously got some very important work to do also i apologize i believe that in the episode with tanner last week is every now and then you could hear like a washing machine beeping from Tanner's end. I'm going to blame Tanner. I don't know what that was, but someone brought it up and whatever. Go back and listen to it. If you count how many beeps there are, I'll give you $1,000. And then you can go and pay some pricks fine. Anyway, my neighbor is my enemy now. It's good to have enemies. I like having enemies. It's good to get stuff out. My enemy, actually, my enemy. I am going to take my neighbor off my enemy list, actually, because I have a proper enemy that I need to talk about. Now, there is a lady that works at the petrol station near my house. I've made many comments about people that work at this petrol station before. They make little comments. They're a bloody comment station that lot they they mustn't have a water cooler they haven't got anywhere that they can riff and have a good time that was where that guy said the thing like i bought a chocolate bar and a pepsi max and he like pointed at the pepsi max and said no sugar but chocolate bar full of sugar anyway you're a cool guy this lady though what she does is it doesn't matter what time of day, like if you're there, it doesn't matter what you need or whatever, she will finish what she is doing before she serves you or serves anyone. 
So I'll give you an example. The other day I'm there and I'm waiting for her to click the OK button on the petrol. You know the OK button where you're standing there waiting for the petrol to come out and nothing's happening. And then you just see them go in and be like, boop, 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 boop. okay, great. The OK button. I'm standing there for ages. And I can see her at the fridge. Now, when I took the nozzle out of it, the sensor went off. I saw her look at me, look back at where she needed to go to press the OK button. And then look back at what she was doing. So she bent down, bent back down. And just kept putting these bottles of Pepsi Max into the fridge, right? She's putting the Pepsi Maxes in there. I just realized I'm doing the hand movements. I forgot that this is <laughs> I forgot that this is audio only. But I'm genuinely sitting here, like acting it out. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen anyone put drinks in a fridge, but here let me show you. So she's putting these Pepsi Maxes into the fridge. She finishes a box. She rips open another box and then puts that in. Then goes into the little area, bangs in the code to get into her little box, and then presses the OK button for me to get petrol. This is like two minutes and I'm standing there waiting. It's not that long. But two minutes is two minutes. So when I went inside... She was like, sorry about that, Dal. I was just filling up the bottles. And I was like, yeah, no, it's all good. All good. Nowhere to be. <laughs> Nowhere to be this time. <laughs> the next time I go in there, I'm waiting to get petrol, waiting for the OK button. And I look and it's her and I'm like, surely not. She looks at me again. Surely, surely not. This time, she's putting pies into the pie warmer. So she's putting the pies in there. She puts them in. And finally, retreats back to the little box. Beep, beep, beep. In she goes. Okay button. Mitch fills up his petrol. When I get inside, I go to pay for the petrol as I'm walking to the counter. She says, sorry, love. Just had to put those fresh pies in. Well, great. Now I know that there's fresh pies. I saw you putting the pies in there before, but I didn't know that they were fresh. I didn't know how long they'd been there. I didn't know if you'd microwave them. I didn't know if you had taken them out, put them back in. I didn't know what you'd been doing with them. Now I know they're fresh. So now I know that I need one. So I went and get one. And I put it with my, with my petrol. My voice just broke. It upsets me so much. No. I put it with my petrol. I scan my flybys, I scan my do I get my docket, get my four cents off, scan my pie, I eat my pie and I live my life. I'm like, oh, twice. That's crazy. A couple of weeks later, I'm going to get petrol. I get petrol. It's that time of the day where you don't need the OK button. Totally fine. I go in and I walk up to the counter and she's standing there filling out a filling out paperwork it looks like like an inventory folder like you know we've got 10 bottles of fanta left we better order more and she's filling this out she goes won't be a second i'm like sure no worries 
And then like a minute later, she's like, how can I help? Like I'm just standing there while she just fills out, while she does her admin. I'm just watching this lady do her admin. Hey, guess what? Just tell me how much my petrol is and put it through the FPOS. You don't even need to look at me. You don't even need to say anything to me. Just acknowledge the pump. <laughs> acknowledge the pump. Funny. Acknowledge what pump number. Put it through. FPOS. Tap. See you later. Doesn't affect your admin. But no. This lady. She's gone hard on it. <sighs> Three times. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times. Shame on you again. What the hell? Just serve me. Whoa. I think the neighbour just died. Anyway. That'd be so... <laughs> oh, that'd be so sad. Imagine if there was like a death at the end of an episode. Not that this is the end, but um, this is the end. Good movie. Oh man, it does feel like this is the end of the moment. There's, an, there's a bit of an apocalypse vibe, isn't there? You know, all the, the trouble in Afghanistan, all the trouble we've had in America, the bloody coronavirus, the lockdowns. It does have a bit of a this is the end vibe. Not as funny, if I'm being honest, right now, the real world. Not as funny as the Seth Rogen, James Franco driven this is the end. If this is the end, not as good. Genuinely, though, I think the neighbour is dead. Um, so I will go check on him in a second. That's crazy. Um, I love to leave you guys with my uh, recommendation every week. Now, I've been doing a lot of TV shows. Um, I'll, I'll branch out a little bit soon. But the recommendation for this week is on Netflix, a show called Superstore. Now, my wife's been watching it. I've only been catching every second episode, you know, every third episode. Maybe a little bit during dinner, that sort of thing. But I just wanted to say, there's been a few shows over the last few years where they have great cast, they have a great look, but for some reason, it just hasn't grabbed me. I just have been like, oh, that doesn't look like something I would want to watch. Shit's Creek was a perfect one of that. When I first saw that, the poster, I was like, eh, I'm indifferent. I like those people, but I'm just indifferent. Same with The Ranch. The Ashton Kutcher one, I haven't particularly watched much of that, but my wife watches it. If I catch it every now and then, it's like, oh, yeah, this is not bad. This is all right. But I just feel like the artworks and whatever kind of promo stuff I do see doesn't do it justice. And Superstore comes under that. Also, I think I was hesitant because of how much I like the Aussie show Rostered On, which is like a similar vibe, you know, shit, uh, shit? set in a shopping mall center you can see why i said shit it was because i was going to say shopping and i said set and i said shit okay but it's set in a shopping center or a mall and had that similar vibe and maybe i was being a bit of a comedy snob i wanted the you know i wanted rostered on to be the number one shopping center mall show in my heart but superstore is great i implore you to check it out it is very very funny there's a chick in it uh, she plays Dina. I think her name is uh, Lauren Ash. She's super, super funny. 
She has like Dwight from The Office vibes where, you know, if if the main person of a show ever left, like how Michael Scott or Steve Carell left The Office, that you know someone like that character of Dwight would be able to carry the show if the main person left. So she has those vibes. She's super, super funny. But it's a really good show. That's my recommendation for this week, Superstore. So check it out. Thank you for coming along, guys. Uh, this brings us to the end of another episode. So episode 34, it's all wrapped. Hope you guys liked it. I'm loving doing these solo ones, giving me a chance to sort of work some stuff out, tell some stories, see if there's anything in them. Like I said, last solo episode, if you like the stories and you're like, damn, that's funny, or that could be a joke, please tell me just so I can remember so that hopefully when comedy comes back in 2025, I can do the jokes then. But in the meantime, watch Superstore, be good, be happy, be healthy. I've got a great episode for you next week. I'm catching up with an old friend. I'm really excited for that. But yeah, stay happy, stay healthy. If you're in the lockdowns, I love you. We'll get through this. But yeah, everyone be good. XOXO Gossip Girl. Like, do you get it? Like Gossip Girl, Gossip Girl, Mitch Garley. That's pretty funny. Bye, guys.